Voices for Justice is a podcast that uses adult language and discusses sensitive and potentially triggering topics, including violence, abuse, and murder. This podcast may not be appropriate for younger audiences. All parties are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Some names have been changed or omitted per their request or for safety purposes. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Sarah Turney, and this is Voices for Justice. As you can probably tell from the title of this episode, I'm doing something a little different today. This week actually marks 20 years that my sister Alyssa has been gone. This anniversary hit me harder than any of the others. An arrest was made in August of 2020, and it has turned my life completely upside down. I did my best to celebrate her life, but to be totally honest, I spent most of the day alone and trying to forget about it. This whole thing has been extremely bittersweet. As much as I'm glad that Alyssa is finally getting her day in court, I'd be lying if I said it didn't hurt to see my father's mugshot. Overall, it just hurts. And not really sharing that with you guys hurt me too. Not only have I gained so much strength from this community, but I get messages every day of how Alyssa's story gives you guys strength. When the arrest first happened, I was told by my lawyer that honoring her memory and discussing my own experiences fighting for her would be just fine. That doing interviews honoring her memory without discussing nitty-gritty case details would be just fine. But then, my words were twisted. I was misquoted. And suddenly, it wasn't okay anymore. That's when I panicked. I stopped doing anything that even mentioned her. I begged people to take down episodes in progress. And I was terrified to even post anything that acknowledged that I had a sister. Despite the courts themselves releasing the trial documents to the public, I'm still terrified to discuss those. Because it appears, in my opinion, that when it comes from me versus anyone else, that's where we run into trouble. I feel that somehow I have turned into the villain in all of this, and it terrifies me and breaks my heart. I was told that my best chance to help Alyssa was to get media coverage, and now that, in my opinion, is being presented as the worst possible thing for this case. I was truly damned if I did and damned if I didn't. My only goal was for both Alyssa and our father to have a fair trial. That's all I ever wanted. That's why in season one, I read directly from the case file to the point that people were complaining about it. I got messages from people saying that they forgot I was even Alyssa's sister at times because I removed myself from the story as much as possible. That was all by design. I knew this day would come. Not because I had any insider knowledge or because the police told me it was coming, but because I never envisioned a world where Alyssa would not get justice. It was just not possible in my mind. Despite being told again and again by so many people it would never happen, I was endlessly optimistic. And that's what got me through. Along, of course, with all of you that believed, too. Now I'm finding a better balance. There is no world in which I will pretend or should have to pretend that Alyssa didn't even exist and didn't affect my life in every way. I lost everything for her. She continues to influence even the smallest, non-true crime-related decisions in my life. I am under no gag order, but I am choosing to not share updates related to the case details to ensure I am not the downfall of everything I, and in the grand scheme of things, all of us have worked for. 
with that being said, I am still documenting and recording as much as possible because I will finish Alyssa's story. Whether I'm happy about the outcome or it destroys me, Alyssa's story will be told in completion when all of the legal proceedings have finished, because her story is far from over, and I fully believe that telling that story will continue to help others. So again, you won't get case detail updates from me, but I won't pretend Alyssa didn't exist. And I won't pretend that I wasn't thrown into this crazy world of true crime because of her. I spent years with a focus on one goal, getting justice for Alyssa. Although I have chosen to keep the majority of what I'm doing to continue to fight for her now private, I couldn't let this huge anniversary pass without honoring her life and memory on this podcast. Because without Alyssa, there would be no voices for justice. And I have to stop right here and once again say thank you. What feels like a lifetime ago now, I started with zero following. I made a Facebook page and an Instagram, basically begging for people to care. I spent every moment of free time that I had sending emails begging for people to cover her case. Although I was turned down by more people than I can count, over the years it began to grow because you guys cared. You cared enough not just to listen, but to share her story. To beg your favorite creators to share her story. And the snowball effect from all of that was more than I could ever imagine. You were all voices for Alyssa. And I will never forget that. When I had nothing, I had you. So please know that I am eternally grateful for that. Alyssa may have been gone for 20 years now. But she is so alive in my heart. There was no way I was going to get through this without crying. I would have loved to be able to get everyone together that knew Alyssa to discuss all of our favorite memories of her again. But because of my concerns, I decided that it was best to just re-release my episode honoring her memory instead of recording something new with now potential witnesses for the trial. So without further introduction, here is my 2020 episode honoring Alyssa's memory with her friends Katie, Jessica, Charity, and Janae. I just want to thank everybody for being here. Of course, today we have Janae, we have Katie, we have Charity, and we have Jessica. And what I love about having all of you guys together is that you guys knew Alyssa at different points in her life. You know, Janae and uh, Katie knew Alyssa when she was much younger, and then Charity and Jessica knew her most when she was older. So I love that you guys can kind of hit on every different um, time in Alyssa's life. Um, but with that being said, I'm sure all these names sound really familiar to the listeners right now, but I do want to give everyone an opportunity to introduce themselves and talk about um, just really briefly, how you knew Alyssa. And I'm just going to go in order of how it is here on my screen. So I'm going to start with uh, Janae. I know Alyssa because of my uncle Jeff being best friends with Rhett, uh, your older brother. And so I've known Alyssa since we were infants. We probably had play dates when we were two or three years old to start. Um, but we started kindergarten together at Sunrise Elementary and uh, went on from there. Perfect. All right, Miss Katie. Hello. Um, so I met Alyssa in at Sunrise. Um, I was in elementary school with her that whole time. And then we really started hanging out 
um, mostly like late elementary school, middle school. Um, so lots, lots and lots of stories. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. All right. Uh, Miss Charity. Hi, everyone. I'm Charity. Um, I knew Alyssa in her high school years, so probably right around the end of her maybe freshman year, sophomore year, a little bit through her junior year. And um, so I got to see see her in some of her later years. Oh, perfect. All right. And Jessica. Hi, I met Alyssa at Paradise Valley High School. And I had a ceramics class with her. And I remember seeing her and I instantly hated her because we always wore the same clothes. So like I'd come into class and she's wearing the same shirt as me. And I'm like, oh, this new girl. But then, (laughs) you know, we're trapped in this little, the classroom was like a closet. So we kind of had no other choice but to get to know each other. And she was just like, so hard to hate once I got past that and then she was like my twin because we always wore the same clothes and so I did not know her for very long it was just the one year that she was at Paradise Valley High School I think the first thing that comes to my mind is when you said that she was hard to hate and as a little sister who was constantly um harassed, I guess, for lack of a better term, by Alyssa, um, I I found the same thing. You know what I mean? Like one minute I would be, you know, hating her for not letting me play The Sims or whatever. And then the next minute um, she was knocking on my door asking if I wanted to play Barbies. And she was exactly that. I feel like she was very, very hard to hate. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I agree completely. I think I told you, Sarah, at one point, um, that she put me off a little bit when I first met her because she was so aggressive. She was so um, just in your face, like be my friend. And it was a little much at first for me, but you couldn't, you couldn't, you could not look away from her because she's just the sweetest. And um, you really just couldn't, you couldn't not like her because she was so great. Yeah. Well, she made everything funny. She really did. Absolutely. This episode of Voices for Justice is brought to you by June's Journey. I'm pretty sure everyone here loves a good mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. You get to step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. You engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. So what does that mean? Well, June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game. Essentially, you find hidden clues and uncover this mystery. But it's also more than that. You can customize your own luxurious estate island, you can join a detective club, and put your skills to the test in a detective league. I like that you can play totally alone, or if you want to play with other people, you can do that too. I find myself playing June's Journey in little breaks during the day, or most frequently at night before I go to bed. Whether you're craving a good mystery or just looking for an escape, I really do recommend June's Journey. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. I remember going to a football game with her, which this was probably the only football game I went to in all the years I was in high school. But I just remember like hanging out on the stairs over by the gym, 
just laughing about uh, there was a scene in Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. (laughs) And they're like, that's a huge bitch. And I don't know. I just remember laughing our asses off with her. And it's just the way she said things. It's so yeah. She was just so animated and so um, energetic. Like she gets so excited and she really loved to laugh too. So she was always looking to make everyone laugh. I feel definitely one of my favorite things that she did because we always used to pass notes in school and she was just like a dork and she just came up (laughs) and passed me this letter. I still have it, of course. And it says, Charity's got a big ass. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's so funny, like she would just be off the wall and so random uh, and make you laugh. Yeah. Well, and she was like so forgiving, which like I like she was so intense and so forgiving. And I think Janae and Katie can probably speak to this too. Like when when I think of Alyssa, a lot of the things she did I wouldn't consider to be exactly PC for today's terms. But also she wasn't malicious. Like I, I don't there's so many things that come up, right? Like she made that little girl um pee in a cup and drink it. That is absolutely a true a true story. Um right. but I don't think she did it because she hated her. Who okay, Katie, uh Katie or Janae, do you guys remember that incident more than me yeah. when I was like five or whatever? I don't remember who it was. I remember the story. I don't know if I was, I don't think I was there or I blocked it out. One of the two. <laughs> the sad part is I feel like it was probably me that ended up drinking the pee. <laughs> <laughs> Walk that one out, huh? No. <laughs> no, I, so we used to walk to school in a group every day there was like six or seven of us that and we would all walk to school together and she would make jokes multiple I remember multiple different times where like there would be dog poop on the sidewalk and she'd be like look Janae there's your breakfast like <laughs> yeah yeah she definitely made me eat a bug one time I think I got like 10 cents or like the worst payment in history for eating a bug well you guys should feel good to know that she also picked on my little brothers, brother and sisters. <laughs> Does anybody remember what happened to that kid, Carl? We, I know we dressed up Carl many times. <laughs> Was that Christy and Carl? Christy and Carl. The, yes. And they, um, we used to play ditch them real late at night. If we, if we yes. spent the night over at your house, Sarah, we would play ditch them like real late. Like it would be real dark. The street lights would be on and we would be playing ditch them. But there were multiple times where we dressed up that kid, Carl, like a girl. <laughs> hey, it's what you did back in the days before uh, social media and tablets. It was uh, ditch them. <laughs> uh, ditch them was very fun. That was, that was a, a definite pastime for us. Yeah. Which, if anybody's not familiar, Ditchum is basically hide-and-seek in your entire neighborhood. Or at least that's the way I played yeah. it with Alyssa. <laughs> and maybe somebody can tell me if this story is true or not. There was a, you know, whatever. There was, like, a lady on our block that was, like, the scary old lady. And I remember one time playing Ditchum, and Alyssa was like, don't hide in her bushes. And I was like, why? And she goes, well, last time she came out with a knife and said that she was going to kill us. <laughs> uh, I remember that story, <laughs> Is it true? Is it true? I have no idea. I don't yes. think so. I, that was very Damn true. it. It was true? Yep, it was. What? 
That was on the same side of the street as your guys' house was, and it was about three or four houses down, right? Yes. Towards my Aunt Katie's house. Yes. Towards, like, the end of the street towards Melissa's house. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was true? Oh, my gosh. Why was it so dangerous in our neighborhood? Where where was the neighborhood? My mom would have killed her if she would have done it. on 31st Avenue off of, um, like, south of Union Hills. Um, yeah, in between Grovers and Union Hills. Yeah. I don't live too far from there. Now. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> Four blocks away, I think, from from the street that you guys were on. And so I did. I was not as involved, like, early on in elementary school. Um, but I definitely heard the stories. <laughs> Once I started hanging out over there, I think in, like, fourth grade or fifth grade. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, my gosh. I love that it was just like, yeah, she definitely threatened us with a knife. Just avoid her house. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> don't, don't hide there. She doesn't like us in her bushes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We learned one time. It only took one time. <laughs> I mean, there were some crazy stories in that neighborhood for sure. I I, I used to drive whenever I would visit. I would drive through um, just to check it out. I don't anymore, but I, I definitely – even going back and looking at the neighborhood, I'm like, wow, this is very different than I remember, but also very, very similar. And we yeah. had in our, on our street, we had a lady across the street that was um, pretty sure selling meth. <laughs> she had a daughter and she, and this is just like four blocks away from you guys, but she had a daughter that was like my brother's age. So Sarah, she was about your age. You're you're like a year younger than Nick, is that right? Yeah, me and Nick were always in the same grade, so we're okay. about there. Okay, so she was that same age, and her mom one time came over. I was like eight years old, and she was like, "Can you just watch my daughter while I run to Circle K real quick?" And I was very young, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And she she was gone for an entire day, and my parents were like, "Why is she still here?" <laughs> like I told her I would. <laughs> they're like oh the neighborhood <laughs> it's so crazy well what what's crazy to me too is that Alyssa did so much babysitting I don't think I realized until I got older that she was like always babysitting someone she also like went with that family on trips to California to babysit the kids and I think she was only like 13 at the time well, so she started, we started babysitting the, my, so my cousin was two when I started babysitting him. I was 11, which is crazy. And then I turned 12 and I started bringing her and Stacy with me, which is also a terrible idea. Having three teenage girls babysit your children just does not seem like the best idea. <laughs> like it, I get it, but also why do you need three people? We just wanted to hang out with each other. Uh, <laughs> we would go to the apartment complex and then we started babysitting another couple's kids. That was, it was, it was a very crazy time. Very crazy time. <laughs> but we babysat every weekend and sometimes during the week too. I feel like in the neighborhood, so many kids just had like side hustles, if you will. Like I remember selling stickers when I was like five or whatever. And I, I don't know if you guys remember Jennifer, um, 
and she underpaid me for my stickers and that was not okay with Alyssa. that was not okay at all and she was like you're never gonna scam my sister again out of her stickers like it was like a big deal and that's I think that was like the first time I was like I'm worth more than two pennies Jennifer for this Letha Frank sticker Oh my God. Do you remember when she used to ride around on that three wheel bike and we used to make fun of her? Um, Oh my gosh. Her mom was the substitute art teacher at the school. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, And Alyssa called her the Wicked Witch of the West. The Wicked Witch of the West. And every time we saw her riding that bike, we would sing the damn Wicked Witch song. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The 90s were a mean time. Oh my god! Like the horrible thing that poor I, I now I want to look up that girl and apologize to her. <laughs> well, and Alyssa had a lot of pull, so probably after the sticker incident, I think Alyssa could like she could make or break you in that neighborhood somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> so I bet nobody ever talked to Jennifer after that. Yeah, I really. It. I mean, she was definitely more on the outcast side of things, which is. Sad. She was also older than us. She was. How were a bunch of young kids outcasting this older girl? It's so crazy. Alyssa was the boss of that neighborhood. Yeah, she (laughs) she really was. And I always felt I am I'm you know very very sensitive, and I'm super sensitive to what other people are feeling. And so I was always the person that was like, "They're just kidding." Everyone's just kidding. <laughs> Me. It's not as if she was a monster. I mean, no, I no, remember no. Um, we were in gymnastics for a really short period of time. Or maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know why gymnastics is important. But I think I was, like, getting ready for gymnastics. And Alyssa was dyeing her hair. She was just dyeing it blonde. I don't know if it was the first time. Probably not. Um, but all of a sudden, I don't know who it was. Somebody came to our door and said, Jennifer just got hit by a car and um Alyssa rinses out her hair really quick and like runs down with all the other neighborhood kids to go watch her you know and make sure she's okay and stuff so I I think that we were just so close that we were comfortable enough to pick on each other and push these types of barriers by you know under uh, underpaying me for my stickers and making kids drink tea or whatever it was just we were so close in that neighborhood yeah Definitely. We really were. We really were. Well, for a long time, we were really very close. Um, and then, gosh, just a whole bunch of traumatic experiences happened one right after the other, I guess. It caused us all to just go our separate ways. Well, yeah, of course. Get older and go to different schools and meet different people. Um, but what I love is that each one of you guys – we're so close to Alyssa at different times that I, I don't know. I think it's just so special and I'm sorry that it's kind of a cluster and everyone's just, you know, talking about different memories, but I always imagine this, you know, that we got, we, we would all be in person and we've been having uh, cocktails and sharing a good laugh over Alyssa. Um, so I, I apologize that it has to be done in this COVID type of way. Where we're all kind of talking over each other. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I, I love that there's so much there that people don't realize about Alyssa, that she was truly that Sour Patch Kid. She was sour but sweet, <laughs> and she never meant anything by it. Um, I, I truly think that she would help each and every person in that neighborhood that she might have otherwise terrorized. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I she would have given the shirt off of her back. 
This episode of Voices for Justice is brought to you by Quince. The weather is getting warmer, which means it's time to put away all the sweaters and pants and say hello to shorts and t-shirts. I absolutely was looking to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and I went right back to Quince for that. I personally don't love trendy clothes that I have to replace every few months. I am looking to build my solid core collection of essentials, and with the huge selection at Quince, I can do that. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from 30 bucks, washable silk tops, they have jewelry, and so much more. One thing I really love about Quince too is that they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. And they only use premium fabrics and finishes, you're not cutting any corners when it comes to quality. I've really been trying to play with pairing casual with more upscale pieces. So recently I just matched a silk skirt with this black tee that I just love and fits really, really well. I think it came together pretty cute. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com justice for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com justice to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com justice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think as she got older, she was getting sweeter. I don't know. Jessica Charity, do you guys, was she ever like that in high school? Was she ever, uh, <laughs> I guess, like, just kind of mean to people? I feel like that kind of faded away as she got older. She was definitely a take no shit type. You know, she she was the sweetest and she would definitely be the first one to go to bat for you with any experience that I ever had with her and anyone new. She definitely gave everyone the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, if they gave her any reason to feel otherwise, then she would definitely let that other side of her show. But my experience of Alyssa was that she was just really trying to like liven up the mood in every space that she went, you know, trying to make people laugh, um, trying to be a good friend. You know, I experienced multiple times where she maybe was a little bit more forgiving of friends than she should have been. Um, she was, to me, and from my experience, just a normal teenager, just your normal good person, um, good friend. Yeah, I totally agree. I was, I was absolutely a mean girl on every level. So I, I don't feel like she was. I feel like if anything, she made me a better person. And she was always trying to stop me from being so mean to people. So maybe I took that away from her. That she saw that, you know, picking on people wasn't the nicest thing to do. And she taught me how to be nicer. Oh, I love that. She she taught me how to be meaner. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, there's a place for meanness. What was that? There is a place for meanness. You know, it's true. It's true. And it has helped me more than I would have ever imagined in my life. That whole um, do no harm but take no shit is definitely something I have adopted um, that I wouldn't have without her. You know what I mean? I think I would be a totally different person if she didn't constantly challenge me and constantly teach me to stand up for myself. You know, I, re I remember 
Um, you know, my best friend growing up was Renee, which, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard her on the podcast or I've, some of you have met her in real life. Um, but she she wasn't always nice. She was definitely my my best friend, but a mean girl, like picked on me. Um, it was this really weird relationship. Um, but I remember one time, you know, Renee made it into the talent show and I didn't. And Renee followed me home making fun of me. And Alyssa uh, saw me hiding behind our truck crying. And she comes out and I was like, it's Renee. And she just looks at Renee and Renee books it and runs. Um, <laughs> she knows. She knows. She's like, no, no, we're not going to take that shit today, Renee. Um and she, you know, she just made me realize that it, it's okay. It's okay to not just follow the the norm and to stand up for myself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she, I think she taught me all the best things, including like all the like, I, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I see things that are inherently 90s, you know, early 2000s, <laughs> it reminds me so much of Alyssa, like every Missy Elliott music video ever. The word <laughs> functified will never leave my head. <laughs> Ace of base for you, Janae. Absolutely. Yes. Eminem and Linkin Park. For me, (laughs) I remember singing that Linkin Park song with her walking around school. Did she used to make you guys CDs? Like, she used to burn CDs for me. But it would have just, like, every freaking kind of music on it. All the way, you know, from country to rock to, to some metal even she would have oh yeah we definitely grew up with metal from our brothers um it was very much like you have to like metallica or you're not in our family or whatever (laughs) um so but i I, like one of the one of the songs i always listen to when i think about Alyssa or you know it's a special day or whatever is faith from limp biscuit um oh yeah (laughs) i cannot tell you how many times she listened to that song on repeat just <laughs> blasting from her room over and over and over and over. Um, and it's definitely a song that reminds me so much of her. Um, but I have like I have so many triggers that way. Like what's eating Gilbert Grape, People Under the Stairs, Scream movies. Um, there's so many things that trigger me about her. Um sure. especially horror movies. Like maybe in Janae and Katie, you might be able to speak to this more. Do you guys remember? Like, I don't know why me and Alyssa were allowed to go see Scream in theaters or why I was watching Chucky at the age of like three or whatever. <laughs> Do you guys remember us and all those horror movies? It it just sticks in my mind so much. You know what's funny for me is that I didn't actually get to experience that part of her very much, but I do remember like one of the one times that I came over to your guys' house and she was trying to convince me to watch scary movies with you, and it's just really not my thing. Um, And I just thought it was so funny because, yeah, I do remember her having um, a thing for scary movies and, and stuff like that. And I remember it striking me that it was something that you guys shared together and enjoyed together. And I I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. We saw Scream in the theaters. And my brother Mike tried to cover my eyes when Tatum, the blonde girl, Rose McGowan, is her head is crushed by the garage. Um, He's trying to cover my eyes. And Alyssa was like, don't cover her eyes. Like, what disrespect is this inside of this movie theater right now? Um, that just came to mind. And I'm sorry, whoever I just cut off, please, please continue. <laughs> I used to have an annual horror movie, a movie horror night where my mom would let me, like me and Alyssa would go to Blockbuster or whatever the local um, <clears throat> movie store was at that time. 
There used to be one in the um, parking lot that was closest to my house. So we would go and rent like five or six movies and my mom would buy us like Starbucks drinks and all of the popcorn and like the snacks and all of that stuff. And we would stay up really late watching movies. I remember one night from one of my horror movie nights, um, we ran out to Union Hills and we went streaking on Union Hills. (laughs) (laughs) Wild one. She was a bit of an exhibitionist. Then again, so am I. So we got along pretty well. (laughs) I feel like I streaked. I feel like every, okay, maybe not anymore, but I feel like every girl's sleepover before like cell phones captured all video of every moment um, was like, dare you to streak, dare you to streak. Um, I did it. I mean. Truth or dare, truth or dare. Exactly. You can't say no to the dare. Oh. Not once. No. Nope. <laughs> I, I always wore pants and long sleeves, and I was never taking any of my clothes off. <laughs> Ever. I was like, you guys can go ahead. No. I feel like Alyssa also taught me, like, if it's a double dog dare, you better do it. This is the honor of your family <laughs> that you're speaking about right here. That's so funny. Yeah, that She's is really that. adventurous. <laughs> yeah. No, she definitely was. My goodness. All all of the adventures. Um, I remember she taught me how to jump a fence. Um, I, I don't know why. I feel like it was into an apartment complex. Um, but yeah, she was like, this is how you jump a fence. You put your foot in here. And, you know, it's really basic and definitely like a chain link fence and nothing like, a, a, you know, no great feet or whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember she she taught me all those things. Um, like, and if you got a dip quick, this is how you do it. Yep. <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah I mean she she taught me so much about the world that I didn't realize until I got older um but that's what's so hard is you know when people ask like what my favorite memory is there's so many I feel like my mind bursts like into this conversation like there's so many just different things and times like you know especially at the end like I feel like I was so close to like finally being cool like I was 12 I was finally allowed to like ride the bus with her to go to the mall and I felt like I was like winning a Grammy or some shit um (laughs) and I was just so honored to be there and to be included um but yeah it's just it's so sad that it was cut off so short but there's there's so many good memories and maybe maybe a, a better way to structure this is um, if if some of us talk about our favorite memories in terms of like our, our top pick, um, if that's OK, if everybody would be willing to share, I think it would help. Um, Janae, I'll just start again in order. What's your favorite memory of Alyssa? Um, dancing around in her bedroom singing. I saw the sign. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Did she, Was that when she had the glow stickers on the wall or? No. Do you remember like the stars and the moon? You turn off the lights and you could pretend yeah. you're in space. Yeah, in the house <laughs> on Villarita, yes. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, what about you, Katie? Um, we definitely had a lot of really fun times at the mall. And then also when we were babysitting, uh <laughs> which was when we were like 13 and 14. Um, there were some, there were definitely some not so great times there as well, but there were some very, very fun times. And she was just so, you know, she would like get along with the kids, which I know sounds strange, but she, she was so, 
like a kid, you know, she had that, that about her. Um, she obviously could be more adult as well, but I feel like she just had that really young at heart feel to her. Um, and so the kids loved her because she was, you know, she was always playing games with them and making them laugh. Um, and I think that's when we, it was such a coming of age time for us. Um, and we just were all learning so much about ourselves and about each other. And I just, that whole time, that whole time period is really, really dear to my heart. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I mean, I remember you guys together and me being like, these are the coolest people I've ever seen in my life. Um, (laughs) Especially you, Katie, you're such like a 90s fashion icon when I look back on it. Like you were like you had um, the like shorter burgundy hair, which was very um, not Clarissa explains it all. What am I thinking of? My so-called life. Um, favorite show <laughs> yes and you had you know you wore the Jenko jeans I think too at least the bigger like raver yeah. jeans if yeah. I remember correctly but then you'd have like a crop top and I was like she's so cool <laughs> how does she do that <laughs> and like the tiny backpacks and like it's all like it's in style now but every time I see someone that's like dead on 90s it legit yeah. reminds me of you Katie to this day <laughs> I think that is the best compliment ever <laughs> It's so true, though. You were you were everything 90s. And then all the bracelets up the arms. And I was just like, every bracelet I make is not as cool as theirs. Like, I don't understand what I'm doing. Um, It's just it's so hard for me to explain how much I looked up to Alyssa and and really all of you guys, you know, at different points in her life, of course. Um, But that was just me like idolizing you for one more moment of my life, Katie. Um, (laughs) How about you, Miss Charity? What's your favorite memory of Alyssa? Well, for me and Alyssa, most of our time spent together would be either at school or when she would come over to like my house. Um, We weren't allowed to do a terrible lot of things. Um, I think we might have gone to the mall a few handful of times. You were probably there for most of them. (laughs) Um, You know, we did go down the river with your brother, Mike and John, I think a couple of times. And that was a lot of fun. But my best and my most favorite favorite memories with Alyssa are really just honestly sitting in my bedroom, smoking a joint, drawing stupid pictures, laughing our asses off over absolutely nothing. Um, you know, playing music, singing, dancing, picking on my brothers and sisters, you know, just doing basic things, just basic hanging around the home things, just having fun together, laughing. Um, she got along with my, my family really well. So she always jumped right in, you know, to anything that we had going on and birthday parties, whatever. She was really just kind of like a family member in my house. And, um, you know, I miss her. I miss her a whole lot, but my, like I say, my best memories are just the most simple ones where we're sitting, chatting, you know, laughing and having fun. I love that. And I feel the same way. And honestly, the picture that comes from Alyssa's 17th birthday, the one where she's holding out her hands in front of the cake, is one of my favorite pictures in existence of Alyssa. She's so happy. Um, 
which, you know, in a lot of family photos, which could be, you know, families everywhere, um, the teenage daughter, you know, especially Alyssa, just she never really smiled in photos. It was kind of like, you know, like a non-teeth smile or a, okay, I'll smile for the picture type of smile. But in that picture um, that you guys took, she's she's like so happy. And I just, I love that photo, the light with the candles and it's just so, so beautiful. Um so I love that. I love everything you did for her. And yeah. Well, I love everything she did for me. She really opened my heart up big and, you know, gave me the ability to kind of point out a good person, you know, because she, she really was just such a good, good person. And now I kind of have a way to, to meet her, you know, who to, who to and not to allow into my life. Um but yeah, she she was happy because she was surprised. That was a a fun night. I think you and I have discussed before that my one of my sister's um, birthday is April third, and Alyssa is the fourth. Sorry, I got those backwards. My sister is the fourth, and Alyssa is the third. And um, my mom had put together just a small party for my sister and wanted to include Alyssa. So Alyssa was coming over anyways for Heather, my sister, and. Um, my mom had gotten Alyssa a cake too. So when we all went down to sing happy birthday, um, Alyssa had noticed that her name was on the cake as well. So that, that shot is happiness that you see. And I'm so glad that we captured it. I love that. But it was really nice to see her have a happy birthday, especially with that being her last, of course. Um, so yeah, I love that you did that for her. And, um, Miss Jessica, I'm sorry that you're always last. I'll have to make sure you go first next time. No, it's totally fine. But the shirt that she's wearing in that picture was one of those shirts that I also had. And I still have it <laughs> for some like weird sentimental purpose because that's that's how I roll. I like sentiment. So my story about her, I told this and she accused me of being in love with Alyssa. So I feel like I got to find a different way of saying this, but, um, hey, you say whatever you feel, however you feel, there's no judgment here. Well, like, I don't, I don't feel like I ever had a friend like her, even to this point in my life. So there was just something so magnetic and magical about her and, uh, that was such a dark, dark time in my life. So, you know, her disappearing obviously made things much worse. But in my, our ceramics class, I got kicked out of the class. And I had made this, I don't even know what it is because it's so terrible. I think it was supposed <laughs> to be a candle holder. But the teacher went around asking which things were mine and she was breaking them and Alyssa claimed this piece to be hers and she painted it black for me and then like saved it and gave it to me so I've held on to that all these years because her doing that for me like meant something like nobody nobody like spoke to me in that way nobody cared about me to do something like that. So yeah. I love that. That definitely sounds like Alyssa. 
Yeah. And I, there was like a couple other little things that she managed to steal that I had made too. But she was just thoughtful. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, she made every single one of my birthdays and Christmases happen. So she had to be thoughtful, unfortunately. I feel like that was very much thrust upon her. Not that I mean, I guess not that she had to, right? I guess she had the option to be like, no, I'm not making ma- uh, Christmas magical or whatever for my sister because I hate her. And she didn't do that. She she there was she took the just time. so motherly about her. Yes. And I then you guys talking it. about her babysitting and it seemed like she was like the mama bear for the street. She yeah. just wanted to and I could pick on, or she could pick on you, but if anybody else picked on you, she was going to get them. Alyssa was really thoughtful. Um, she would always like give, I still have a lot of little things that she gave me too. Like she, you guys went to Disneyland one time and she came back with like, you know, one of the beauty and the beast roses for me and a cute Aww. shirt. Um, she would always like send me little notes in the mail once we couldn't talk with each other anymore and you got your dad moved her to back to Paradise Valley. She would write me notes and send them in the mail and she'd always include cute little things like, you know, um, knit bracelets or cute little stickers. Um, you know, she would write it on the sweetest little stationery. Like she did really thoughtful things all the time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Okay. Low key, Charity, when you showed me the letters um, that Alyssa wrote you, she wrote one on Blue's Clues stationery. And I was like, that's my stationery. She stole that from me. Yeah. Obviously, it's fine. Obviously, it's fine. Um, But I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually the whole reason I'm doing this journey is I want to confront her about this Blue's Clues stationery. Um, you deserve no. that moment. I know. I know. Um, all the things that we stole from each other. I Oh, that was, of course, being sisters. That was like the bane of our existence. Is, is that my shirt? Is that I, I remember her being like, it's not fair. You have bigger boobs than me. And then I was like, I have boobs. Like, <laughs> do I? Um it was just all this, all this back and forth. And of course, I was always like, well, you have the prettiest hair because you chopped mine off into a Carol Brady haircut because you wanted to try to experiment with layers on my hair. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it was like, I felt like I was like her Barbie doll. Um, but it was so much fun. Like, it's definitely where I learned how to do pretty much anything with makeup or hair is because she was experimenting on me 24-7. Um <laughs> I yeah I don't know I guess I was cooler than I thought back then if she was stealing my stuff and um and, and all that jazz but it's hard I I feel like for so many years I felt rejected by her to be honest and maybe maybe Janae and Katie might remember this but at her birthdays I would always try to get like because I loved books like I was such a nerd I was always in like Barnes and Noble or whatever is my favorite store and I would always get her like you know a book on sisters or like all those like lame 
gifts that like nobody really wants to receive and she would literally be like this is stupid I don't want it and like throw it Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm rejected you guys so rejected (laughs) yeah I can definitely see that um I was not I so I wasn't allowed to celebrate birthdays until I was 14 13 14 um so I was not allowed to be there for a lot of the birthdays early on because of the religion that I was. Um, so I always felt really left out, even though I knew it was my own, my own reason <laughs> for being left out. Um, but like I had to miss all of the, all of the awesome parties until I was about 13 or 14. <laughs> I never knew that Katie, but now it makes so much more sense why you don't really appear in them until you're older, because I definitely have videos of you dancing to 90s R&B in our kitchen for days wearing flannel. Yes. It exists. Um, yeah. I was not, so I was a Jehovah's Witness and I finally left when I was 13, like towards the end of my my 13th year. So um, yeah, I, I was definitely, earlier on, I wasn't really allowed to hang out with people that weren't Jehovah's Witnesses either. So I wasn't around as much until like 12, 13, 14. And then- And then I started being like, I don't care. I'm going to hang out with my friends. (laughs) Yeah, because Alyssa and Stacy were like your best friends. I mean, as far as I can remember from my very limited outside view. No, that we definitely were inseparable for a while until I think I think when, you know, Alyssa went to a different school and then, um, you know, same with Stacy. It just kind of like all started, I don't, it's so hard when you don't have a car and you don't have, you know, there's like no way to actually hang out with each other. And, and especially when someone moves away, so you're no longer a few blocks from each other. That's what happened to us too. When she had to move back to Paradise Valley, we just couldn't get to each other. If it means anything, all I ever heard was about Stacy and Katie and Charity. Like I knew, I've heard so many stories about you guys. She would always so like, talk to me about all of you as well. She always oh talked gosh. about all of you, and even even you too, Jessica, because she would call me and tell me about you know the friends that she had, or she would write me, you know, about the friends and her boyfriend, and she always talked up the people that she loved. I, I can definitely attest to Katie and Stacy. I I had an adoration of the two of them the same way that Sarah did. So it's so funny to think about that because, like, thinking back to where I was in my head at that point, um, it's just very interesting. I mean, knowing. I can remember feeling like I was following you guys around like a puppy, like a lost puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel that way. <laughs> I always loved hanging around with you. Uh, But I, you know, we all have such different perspectives, I feel like. And especially when you're kids, like, it's just so different looking back on it and and realizing that that's not actually how things were. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Your adult perspective is sobering. It really is. I I really wish that I would have, it makes me wish that I would have done things differently. It makes me wish that I would have had a voice back then. Um, It makes me wish that I would have stood up for her then. Um, It makes me wish I would have stood up for Stacy then. Um, 
there are like our lives would be so much different if we had, if I had the voice that I had today. Back True. Then. I think about that all the time and I have to, I have to stop myself. Yeah. You know, from getting too far into that because there's just so much like I've, I think I've already dealt with so much guilt about both of them and um, just trying to, trying to realize like, things change and especially when you're that age like you you can't always see things for what they are you know Fine, and right. I it's always 2020 yeah and and Janae what you're saying about um about having a voice I definitely feel that same way and it's funny not funny but I I was talking to my dad the other day and he was like he feels it too you know he just about everything that happened um, with both Alyssa and Stacy, he just, he feels that, that sense of guilt as well. And like, why didn't I do something, you know, um, I'll take that and transform it and do better. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that if my mom were here, she'd feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. My mom does too. I mean, I can tell you guys from speaking to so many different people in Alyssa's life for this podcast or just in general that every single person I've I've spoken to has regrets about Alyssa. Everybody. I do. All of us do. I think anybody that is of reasonable mind would go back and change something about what happened. But what's most important is that you guys are fighting for her. And you guys did fight for her in this podcast and you spoke up, which is what a lot of people wouldn't do. Um, So in my mind, you guys are, are heroes to me. I mean, you guys are fighting for her in ways that a lot of people wouldn't. Um, And I forever love you guys for that. Like, please know that that is doing something for her, that you can't change anything that happened in the past, but what you're doing now is helping. What you did with this podcast helped. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Of course. Well, and, you know, and just while we're talking about Stacey, it's like Stacey would be here right now. I fully believe that she would be one of the people on this call with us she would have been in the podcast she would have been there fighting for Alyssa. um i wish i could have met her no doubt no doubt in my mind at all yeah yeah oh gosh stacy was so beautiful and again one of those i looked i looked up to you to all you guys so much i i can't even oh she was so beautiful she was gorgeous oh my god i'm gonna cry yeah, and I just wanted to like I wanted to add for Jessica, you know, to the the point of making you feel whatever dirty for loving Alyssa. Like I loved Alyssa. I love her to this day. So like don't ever feel shame because you loved her. It's just a very emotional thing for me still. Like I still think about it in my 15-year-old eyes. So for her to say that, I was like, oh, I'm in my 30s and I'm thinking like she just twisted it into being into being something. And we were in Barnes and Noble and I was just like dumbfounded that she f- had the audacity to say that to me because it was like, I don't know. How could you not? I love Alyssa. She was great. She was just so great. And, 
you know, Stacy had to have been 100% the same. I like completely believe that all the stories that like you guys have told about her and everything, I guess kind of where I wanted to head is that she had to be wonderful. Yeah, she was. She She truly was. And I think something that people don't, I mean, I guess everybody should understand it, but you know, when it, from an outside perspective, like who doesn't love their best friend in that way? Like, I remember, you know, like back in the day when you're teenagers and just growing up, like these are your ride or dies. Like this is your family. These are the people that you tell everything to, not some abridged version that you're afraid you might get in trouble for, you know, not being honest about what you're doing with, um, you know, a sexual partner or how you're doing in school. These are your friends. You tell them absolutely everything. You wake up and say, oh, I feel fat. Oh my gosh, look at this zit on my face. Oh my gosh, can you believe that this boy didn't text me back or whatever? It, you you love them on a different level, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. No, and Alyssa really uh, allowed you to put your walls down, and she didn't make you feel stupid for feeling hurt that someone would break your pottery, you know? She was a good person. She was, she was it for me. She was the only friend I ever had that was like that. And I know it was for a very brief period of time, but I was always so cold and shut off to everyone before that. And then once she disappeared, I was so devastated that I wasn't ever going to let anybody else in. Yeah, I understand that. It's been very difficult in that regard, just with so much loss and trauma um, trauma of loss at such like such important ages, you know, like those, it's definitely, I've definitely had to battle a lot of my own demons trying to create new coping mechanisms and, and not let myself get, just be so worried about losing people, you know, like, like living your life out of fear of losing people. And that's a really, really real thing that I think all of us have had to kind of face a little bit, at least, at least a little bit. I mean, to some degree, of course. Yeah. Um, But I think it's, you know, she of course would never have wanted any of us to, to live that way. No. I try to remember that. Oh, I love that, Katie. No, you're you're exactly right. She wouldn't have. Um, she like I I feel like if Alyssa were here right now, she'd be like, "Shut up, stop being sad. Go <laughs> watch Tower yeah. Records and um, or em- go watch Empire Records and eat some yep. ranch corn nuts and get over it." She actually came to me in a dream once and yelled at me, and it was it was before before your dad was arrested. Um, but. She came to me a dream once and yelled at me for being sad about her. Um, but that's the kind of person she was. She really would just tell you to just knock it off. You know, come on, guys. It's okay. Well, and she really did carry the world, right, with such a smile on her face. Yeah. I mean, whenever people ask me, like, how are you so strong or why do you do this? It, it's Alyssa. Like, Alyssa taught me to be strong, and I'm doing it because Alyssa would have done it for me. I mean, my God, if if the situation were reversed, I I think 
we wouldn't be here today. I think Alyssa would have solved this a long time ago. Um, You're right. Heartbeat. Yeah. (laughs) Alyssa definitely would have taken the matters into her own hands had it been reversed. But to her benefit and to, you know, she, she would have been in a much older perspective with much more ability to act. You've done absolutely everything you could this entire time, Sarah. So I just want to make sure that, you know, yes, she would have, she, she may have like gone harder and she may have got it for you, but I just want to make sure that you understand that, you know, you've done the best that you, you could from day one. Oh, you're so sweet. I mean, yeah, I think Alyssa is proud of me, of course. I, but I feel like Alyssa's personality was like, I'm very proud of you. Keep going. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 there was never a chance to rest in the best possible way. Like, this is great. And you, you accomplish something great. What can you do now that's better? Um, but I think that's just older sister, little sister type of things is her always pushing me to be my best, um, despite her, you know, making fun of me or torturing me along the way. <laughs> I, I, you know, when we were going to great skate and I was dressed all in yellow and she called me a banana, you know, I, I was very upset that day, but I think that it was for the best that I didn't dr- go head to toe in yellow to great skate. Um, I'm going to hurt you. So someone like else doesn't. What was that? Well, I'm going to hurt you. So someone else doesn't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was pretty much it. Like, do you want to get beat up? Because you're in yellow spandex head to toe and it's 1994. Like, let's, <laughs> let's figure this out. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So many good times. I have so many memories. Like, um, yeah, her trying to kill me on the trampoline is one of my favorites. Like, I feel like when I tell the stories, like people expect like, yeah, when we went to Europe and then we tasted, you know, escargot and we both had a laugh. It's like, no. We um were we were basically my dad was asleep and she was like, jump off the roof onto the trampoline. And I'm like, no, you're going to double bounce me. I'm not stupid. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm not going to double bounce you. And I'm like, oh, OK. And so I jump off the roof onto the trampoline. And she double bounces me and I almost die. Um, But, you know, like I feel like at the end of those stories, I'm laughing. And sometimes when I'm doing an interview, the other person is like, oh, my God, like what just <laughs> I happened? I can relate to the shenanigans. Oh, yeah. I- Again, we had very, I feel like we had very different childhoods than most people. <laughs> like, there are some people that I talk to and I will tell stories to, and they're like, What the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, Oh, you didn't have this experience. You didn't have your neighbor come out and with a knife and tell you not to hide in her bushes. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was about at least everyone on in our neighborhood. But I feel like we all grew up very quickly and I feel like it wasn't all our fault that that happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we all, no matter what the reason, we all had to grow up really fast and we all experienced some things that most people would be like, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. Can I just point out that it's eleven eleven? If anybody wants to, thank you. Wish, thank, thank you. <laughs> My son is obsessed. I love it. <laughs> he says timers. Oh, I love it, and I love that. Like so many of us are spiritual in that way too. Like there's definitely something about all of us that um are similar, and I don't know if that is because of Alyssa, but you know what I mean. Like I don't know. 
I always wanted to meet Charity and Katie. And then, you know, over the years, we always, we've crossed paths through Alyssa. Mm-hmm. And the older we get, the more I realize we have in common. So I really hope someday we can yeah. all hang out and yeah. actually have that drink. And I am 100% down. Katie, when are you coming to town? <laughs> I can make it happen. I got some travel points. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be great. And like I said, that was kind of the the initial vision for this whole episode was all of us getting together and having drinks and the audio being whatever it is because we're just remembering Alyssa. Um, that's always how I wanted it to be. But there's still an opportunity to do that. And, you know, hopefully after all, everything is all said and done, we can get together when it's safe and have those drinks and talk a little more candidly, if you will, about everything that's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I really do appreciate all of you guys coming together to talk about memories of Alyssa. I know it was kind of just a, like I said, I just wanted it to be like a candid conversation. Um, so hopefully it wasn't too awkward. And I'm sorry that there was a lot of everyone talking over each other. Um, but yeah, I just wanted it to be like an old gathering of friends and this makes me feel better. I I don't know. Hopefully it makes you guys feel better too. Oh, we're good. It does. Yeah. yeah. We're good. I yeah. think it's perfect. I'm happy we did this. Me too. Oh, good. Thank you, Sarah, for everything that you've done for Alyssa and for us and for just being you. You're amazing. You are amazing. You guys are so sweet. Um, well, thank you guys, each and every one of you for coming on the podcast. Um, you know, there were there weren't a lot of friends that wanted to be involved, but I'm really glad that it ended up with us because um, I know that each and every one of you care so much and each and every one of you were so close to Alyssa at a certain point in her life that I think it's cool that you guys were able to provide all these different perspectives. Um, well, thank you, guys. No. And I mean, like I said, I don't I don't think the podcast would be any anything like it is um, without all of you guys. I think you guys added that very human element to it um, that I wasn't able to provide because, you know, when I did the podcast, of course, it was, I tried to keep as much of my opinion out of it as possible and just rely on facts and rely on interviews. And that was all of your guys' interviews saying um, what you heard, what you saw. So uh, it wouldn't have been nearly as impactful without each and every one of you. Oh, I'm happy to help in any small way I can. Absolutely. Of course. Well, and thank you guys. I mean, you guys are more than just interview subjects, too. Like, you guys are family. When I need to text somebody about it, I know I can go to any one of you guys. And that means the world to me because I don't have a lot of people like that in my life. Um, so I will stop gushing and stop saying thank you. But um, but thank you. <laughs> it's so strange because I feel like I have to overly thank you because this is such an incredible thing that you have done. And you've sacrificed so much and worked so hard. And then... Like I wish, I've wished that I've been able to do something more this whole time. I feel like I'm just like standing in the sidelines, being your cheerleader. Like you can do this, and I'm just so proud of you. And I know she would be too. Yeah, she would. Yeah, she really would. But you know, I know that you talked a lot about, and we've talked about this before multiple times throughout the years that we've talked with each other. Um, but you know, as much as she picked on you or as much as she gave you a hard time and as much as you guys may have fought and bickered and, you know, all that normal, nasty sisterly stuff, like she, she really did love you. And I don't just say that because I think that I say that because 
she spoke highly of you. She always spoke about wanting to protect you. Um, and, and always would bring you up when she would be contemplating the decisions that she was making. She, she considered you. Um, so like she would be intensely proud of you right now. I just know it. I just know it. Well, thank you. And that means a lot coming from you guys who, you know, and you who knew her when she was oldest. And yeah, I mean, I feel like I'll always feel like that annoying little sister. Um, but I truly feel like it's it's my time to protect her now. And I have to step up to the plate and make sure that, um, you know, she has a family representative, uh, you know, taking care of her best interests. So I'm happy to do it. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a, a very small payback on my end for all that she did for me growing up. So but yeah, I appreciate all you guys. Um, and we'll have to have drinks and thank each other more over lots and lots of drinks. As always, thank you. I love you. And I'll talk to you next time.